Packer Principal Podcast. My name is Zach Lino. I'm your co-host, high school assistant principal here in Fremont. And I'm Scott Sherman, the high school principal. Glad to be here. And we are joined today by our Fremont Police Chief, Tim Rodwell. Tim comes to us today with 22 years of law enforcement experience up in Emmett County, a couple years here in Fremont as our police chief. Uh, Tim spent, uh, looks like, 22 years up in Emmett County as the corporal sergeant and lieutenant in various roles. He has experience as a traffic crash reconstructionist. Is that accurate? Reconstructionist? That is. All right. And community policing, SWAT officer, and chemical munitions instructor. He specializes in leadership, and that is his largest and greatest interest. Tim, Chief, thank you so much for coming today. We're so happy you're here. Just to start off, Chief, can you give us a little background on uh, how you got into law enforcement? Well, it's actually interesting. I was... uh a sophomore in high school when I first got interested in law enforcement and I was involved in the uh, Explorer program and the Explorers are sort of the uh, later years in the Boy Scouts actually that uh, allow mentorships with different types of organizations and things like that and I was involved with uh, Canton Police Department for a few years Um, and that really kind of gave me a taste of law enforcement and the impact and some of the good that uh, being a police officer can do. Sure, sure. So uh, it sounds like you um, you grew up where exactly? Where did you grow up? Uh, so you did some work with Canton and, and you moved to Ludington. Is that accurate? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, while I was in Ludington, I worked at the state park. I okay. was there for several years. Uh, and then I was going to school at the time at Lake Superior State University okay. up in the Sioux. Uh, and I enjoyed that, um, earned a, a degree from Lake Superior State. And while I was up there, I also worked, uh, did some research projects with the Sault Ste. Marie Police Department. Okay, wonderful. So experience all over the place. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like you're pretty committed to being a police officer fairly early on. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what, what made you want to become chief? You know, through the years uh, and having the different experiences, one of the most impactful ways that you can make a difference and basically cause good for a community is really being a leader and reminding people of why they're doing uh, their job or their profession, what's important to them. And I really think that through leadership, you can you can cause a great deal of good for the community <clears throat> and allow a community to thrive. Mm-hmm. And uh, people feel safe. Mm-hmm. People want to come to the community for commerce and just generally have a, a high quality of life. And that's really got me interested in leadership. Wonderful. And what drew you to Fremont? What uh, what was the draw to Fremont? And tell us a little bit about your experience the last couple of years as being the chief. Well, when I was living in Ludington, I got a taste of living in West Michigan. And I really liked the area. I have my parents are, are still living in Ludington. Okay. And they're a little, getting a little bit older, so I wanted to be close closer to them. Sure. Uh, so it's, it's, I've really enjoyed that time for, so because about 22 years, uh, only would see my parents a few times a year. Sure. And so now I get to see them a lot more. Um, I wanted the flavor of being in a small town, 
uh, where people as a community had that sense of responsibility to each other. And that has been a very uh, a great source of enjoyment for me so far here in Fremont. So you're transferring from a sheriff's department to a local community policing organization. Tell us about the differences between, just so our kids know, what's the difference between a sheriff's department and, let's say, a local town department like Fremont? Well, when I was at the sheriff's office, I was often involved really in fatal traffic crashes. Sure. And I was working to use um, different uh, mathematical formulas and science and different things I've learned over the years to show violations of the law when people had caused a crash. And we had drunk driving crashes that killed people, things like that. What I started to miss is I started to miss, uh, you know, am I really doing good sure uh and to have the time to get to know a community i I think you have more time when when you're in a smaller town like fremont sure and you get to know your stakeholders and what their concerns are sort of that cultural value sure that uh that we have where in my last job i was just focused on task after task after task yeah so so i really had to find my why why was i looking to be a police officer sure and you know, getting back to that previous job, Chief, um, often police officers are looked at as the the big, the big tough people that can handle anything. Uh, just dealing with fatal accidents must have been an awful, uh, heavy burden to carry when you're just dealing with the worst of the worst. It was. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know. I had to deal with some cases where young people, a uh, baby, um, and some young adults were killed as a result of traffic crashes. And and yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, it did weigh it, it did weigh on me sure, a yeah. little bit. And uh, and yeah. that got old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, tell us about you know as you have seen over the past twenty four years of being in law enforcement. That's a substantially, that's a sizable career. Uh, Tell us about some of the transitions that you've seen or changes that you've seen in law enforcement over the past 24 years. Uh, Some things that you have noticed about policing, how it's changed, maybe the perception of policing. Um, Tell us about those things that you've you've noticed. Well, um, had an interesting career uh, when I first started, I remember watching um, different trends begin. And, and unfortunately, uh, in 99, spring of 99, I had watched on the news the Columbine shooting sure. in, in the yeah. schools. Yeah, um, I was a, a high school freshman at that time. That was, uh, that was an interesting year. Yeah, and uh, the trends of school safety and, and trying to deal with this new threat, yeah. that transitioned into... Uh, the events of September 11th, right. the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and the plane crashed in Pennsylvania. Sure. Uh, that focused law enforcement to a new direction. And then eventually, uh, I, got it, I was involved in the community policing aspect where we were trying to use a holistic approach yeah. to deal with community problems. Yep. Yep. And some of the, the issues you know, we run into is as law enforcement is traditionally in the past at the beginning of my career, law enforcement, like you would go there, you'd make an arrest, you would take care of the person, whether you write them a ticket or take them to jail and you'd be done with it. Done, done, done. (laughs) What I've noticed is, is now we look at crimes 
uh, differently. And, you know, for example, um, we had a park that people were going to. They were using drugs. Um, they were uh, camping and living there. And the initial reaction to that was to go and, like, clear the park out, and we're going to arrest everyone who's breaking the law. Sure. But what we noticed is there was about five people living there. We were able, as a community policing effort, get them housing. Sure. We then realized that after hours, uh, to try and keep people um, – Following the rules of the park, we actually put up a really bright light. Sure. Because what attracts to light at night here and near the shore of Michigan? Bugs, right? right, right? right. So we were able to <laughs> put up a light for, I think, $250. Sure. That closed the park. <laughs> um, the neighbors were enjoying it. We were sure. able to keep it cleaner at that point. Yeah. And then we did some landscaping issues. Um, so we started looking at crime problems just differently. And um, it's much more effective and I think more responsible sure. for the community. Yeah, and you know what, uh, Scott, I think that uh, uh, to, to relate to some of that, I think over the course of my 15 years, the course of your career, you, discipline has changed as well when it comes to how we deal with kids and mm-hmm. that holistic approach and looking at the whole child and looking at the, the, greater, uh, the greater situation rather than you made this decision. Now you're gone, and and you know you know that 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 quick, he, quick hitter type of discipline. Now it's it's much bigger, much broader. It's a deeper dive into the the trying kid. to find other all opportunities. Yeah, and so absolutely. On. So, uh, Chief, education and police work share one common trait, and that is it's it's getting really difficult to find people. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Have you folks experienced the the declining number of applications to become a police officer? We have. Uh, we've had a lot of people look at, especially over the course of the last few years, where you know we've had bad officers in our profession, greaterly as a whole, throughout the country, do some some horrible things. Sure. And that's been the focus of a lot of attention. A lot of and and we've felt that here in. Fremont or the greater Nuevo County area where, where people just don't want to be police officers. Sure. And um, I don't think we can buy our way out of this problem, by, uh, but we have to tap into the intrinsic value yeah. of being a police officer and have people understand that it's a calling, just like being in education. Mm. You know, you make a difference with young people's lives. It's very notable or noble, I should say. Mm. It, it's um, remarkable. Yeah. And, and that's what we're going to try and do as leadership here in Nuevo County and law enforcement is is tap back into why we are being police officers. Sure. So along those lines, um, we like to get into the employment situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what would you say to a, a 16, 17-year-old who wants to get into law enforcement? You know, the best thing to do right now is really learn how to communicate effectively and take a deep dive into, I mean, honestly, reading uh, as much information as you can, learning how to write and being comfortable with public speaking. Sure. Because that will truly help you with this profession because a lot of the commodity that we deal with as law enforcement is information exchange and how well we can present what happened during the course of an investigation to uh, court where people can decide what's going to happen uh, is great. So I would say take a take a, a close look at those 
fundamentals that are being taught at this young age. And then I would look at sort of your your moral compass. Of, sure. You know, yep. what do you what what do you want to do? Do you want to enjoy making an impact? And being a force for good in the community um, because it feels good. Yep. And uh, with those two things, there's different internships when you get into college that we entertain here in Fremont. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's um, different coursework uh, in our different community colleges here in Western Michigan that allow you to continue on that with, with uh, further training. So um, with a student who's, who's got that, that interest, um, job market's pretty wide open, right? It sure is. <laughs> I mean, from troopers to um, county to local, sounds like there's a lot of jobs available. You're correct. There is a lot. There's, um, I think, last count just here in our neighboring West County area, there's over 30 uh, openings for law enforcement right now. And then I use the Fremont application as an example to my juniors and seniors um, for the police department. There's actually a section on there, unless it's changed, of, of two to three pages where you guys dive into high school behavior of applicants. Is that still accurate? It is accurate, yes. All right. <laughs> our background information or our background investigation when someone's seeking employment, it's around a 75-page form. Oh, wow. And we really take uh, account of behavior mm. um, in the high school uh, age range uh, well as well as in the college. Because you think about it, as law enforcement, we are trusted tremendously by the community. Yeah, absolutely. And we are put in area, uh, places where people are vulnerable. Um, we're put, we have to have a very solid moral and ethical background to be reliable in court as well. Sure. And, and so all of those different types of issues, you know, come into play. Now, if you make a mistake, uh, when I am hiring uh, younger people, uh, I try to look back, you know, Hey, you made a mistake. What did you learn from that? Sure. You know, it's not yep. one incident that will define your life yep. for sure. Yep. Okay. But getting back to it, you know, it is important what you do, what you do right now. Right. Well, it sounds like uh, it's interesting. You're describing policing as a very broad career in a sense that you're not just writing tickets. I mean, you're going to court, you're doing investigations, you are using science, math, writing, reading. I mean, it is a complex job with a lot of stress, with a lot of stress, uh, but very rewarding, it sounds like. So uh, a career that if you could do it all over again, would you do the same thing? I would. That's awesome. I absolutely would. That's and great. Yeah. You know, I, I when I got into accident reconstruction, I I my, my father was a math teacher and I ended up going back to him and learning some of those basic lessons just to be sure. reminded of it, because at the time, especially before vehicles were uh, with so many modules or computers, we would look at the distance of, of skid marks on, and the friction sure. uh, in relation to gravity sure. uh, of tire marks and, uh, on the roadway yeah. and find out how fast cars were going. And okay. those were, were diff- those were issues that would help us decide criminal uh, responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to switch gears here. We're going to talk about um, school community relationship with the police department. Uh, so chief uh, working with the schools, seeing how things have changed over the last couple of years, 10 years uh, or more, 
you've seen some changes, seen some things you had mentioned. Um, you had mentioned Columbine. You had mentioned some, some, some interactions between the schools, school community policing. Can you tell me how things have changed, what the relationship is like that's different from when you started between the police departments and schools and what that potentially could look like in the future? Well, when I first started, um, I noticed, you know, we look at different institutions, you know, and, and we'll use the institution of education, schools, and the institution of, of government. And we all had, when I first started, we had these silos built up. Mm-hmm. We all kind of were in our own world, sure. uh, dealing with our own information and things like that. What I've noticed over the years is that we're breaking down those silos. Yeah. And uh, I feel, especially with my parents being in education, I've had a little bit of, of a feel of, of an educator's perspective and mix that with a law enforcement perspective. And what I've seen over the years is we as law enforcement are here to support the mission of our educators Mm. and getting those kids uh, in the classroom, learning, getting parents to feel comfortable having their kids Mm -hmm. in this environment. Learning is really what it's all about and what we've seen through various laws or just communication or even feeling comfortable stopping by is we've seen those silos break down and, and, and everyone that information exchange has been exciting because we're able to prevent problems before they fester yep. into becoming a, a major issue. And, and, and that, that's really what I enjoy here in Fremont as well. I feel like it's uh, like Scott and I talk to our teachers about this all the time. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. You know, you, you develop relationships, you flatten the walls. You, you break down those barriers. So um, it sounds like that's that's been transitioning and changing over the course of your career where those organizations are coming closer. It is. And, and we're focusing on responsibilities now. Sure. We're focusing on the educator and, and the school administrator's responsibility to that to that student, to that family. And we're looking at law enforcement's responsibility as well to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that mixture and, and building those relationships, we're getting very creative on, on solving some, some problems and some school safety issues. Absolutely. Well, Chief, to help make your, make their kids a little bit safer, um, whether it's going to school or being on the roads. Well, I, I think right along, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the word of just responsibility. And if parents work with their with their kids you know every time i see someone who is speeding or someone who is caught drunk driving or something like that they really lost focus on their responsibility to mm. to others mm-hmm. and 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 when we talk about school safety or we talk about even conduct is parents working with their kids on understanding you know, especially here in in, in fremont is that responsibility to to others and if mm. if that that role uh, and, and that way of thinking really allows tolerance to come. It, it allows uh, sort of care of your fellow person. Sure. Um, and, it, and it also facilitates relationships and communication. Absolutely. So we talk about responsibility uh, here at the high school a lot. I mean, I have those conversations with kids all the time. Scott as well, our counseling staff. You know, technology is changing, right? Technology has changed over the course of my career. I'm sure it's changed dramatically over the course of your career. What are some things that you can tell parents, again, talking to parents, talking to parents about responsibilities and roles as technology changes, technology in the hands of kids? What have you seen over the course of your career? What are some insights that you can give to to kids in technology? You know, technology has opened up the world and it's truly made, instead of a community, just a 
a, a spot on the map to sure. be the entire world. Mm. And what I've seen is technology that these that a lot of young people have with the cell phones and and tablets. Um, they can have communications or relationships with someone uh, states away or, or sure. you know different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, I my officers and I just we see a lot of bad things sure. come from that. Sure. Um, pretty scary, uh, manipulative, and malevolent people going out and looking to victimize kids. So, so I would I would say just work with your kids, have that communication, have that open dialogue and help them sort of make good decisions about who they're contacting uh, on these electronic devices uh, to help keep them safe. Well, and I think, you know, going back to what you were saying about advice you're giving to the kids and the parents is we have kids between the ages of 13 and 18, 13 and 19. uh, And, you know, short term decisions can have long term consequences. And I'm sure you've seen that in the course of your career where someone makes a short term decision and there are long term consequences. Um, So I imagine that, you know, as you're talking to parents, recognizing that and those those cell phone technologies, the computers, the tablets, whatever, uh, while they are very positive in a lot of ways, there are a lot of potential consequences as well, as we've seen in education and obviously in law enforcement. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, because it, it can be a force for, of good, too, you know. But, yeah, just just making sure and knowing what your kids are 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 on and what they're doing, I think, is, is, a, is a good issue. Sure, sure. So, uh, Chief. Uh, what is your vision for the future of the Fremont Police Department? What's your vision? What do you see in the future? Uh, how do you see our community growing and developing our community policing? Well, um, I see Fremont as that area of the county that is supporting commerce and, and a supporting people's way of life. I really want my, my department to be the best department. Sure. And my goal is always 10 years out or five years out. I should sure. say, actually, it's about five years out. And what am I going to, am I going to be better in five years? And, am I, and, and, it, and when it reaches five years, how am I going to be better in five years? Sure. And that's my goal is to, to have the best uh, police department that I possibly can uh, serving Fremont. Wonderful. Well, Chief, uh, Mr. Sherman, any other questions? I don't, I don't think so. I appreciate you being here, Chief, um, and giving us the time and effort. Um, for those those folks that don't know, um, we're scheduled with a school safety training in a, in a couple of weeks with our entire high school staff. What point, yeah. Chief is going to be in presenting to the entire staff for a couple of hours to, to support our school safety mission. And uh, we look forward to that. And we absolutely appreciate you coming in and spending a couple of minutes with us today, Chief. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping flattening those, uh, those silos a little bit so we can, we can get the word out that our organizations are working together in a positive way, in a positive direction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our Packer Principles podcast. I'd like to thank Gavin and Brennan Schuler, and they are our uh, producers of today's episode. You can listen to our episode on Spotify. Uh, Don't forget. Don't forget to watch it. And don't forget, we are recording this so you can watch the whole conversation happen. Right. Uh, we are videotaping this episode, so we are looking forward to uh, our next Packer Principal podcast. And thanks again, Chief, for coming in. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you.